the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Gordon Griffin. President Donald Trump managing expectations for his second summit with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, saying that he hopes for a continuation of the progress made last time. The president tweets that he's leaving early Monday for the meeting in Hanoi. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, meanwhile, says there could be a third summit between President Trump and Kim Jong-un. There's been no change in U.S. policy since the time I've been Secretary of State. And frankly, even before that, when I was CIA director, our objectives are clear. Our mission is clear. President Trump's also said this is going to take time. There may have to be another summit. We may not get everything done uh, this week. We hope we'll make a substantial step along the way. Pompeo appearing earlier today on Fox News Sunday. Officials say that a flight bound for Dubai from Bangladesh's capital has made an emergency landing in Chittagong, Bangladesh, after a man attempted to to, uh, hijack the plane. This is SRN News. Mike Gallagher says we can learn from the fake beating case. The damage that this guy caused with this horrible, horrible accusation. If we haven't learned anything, we should learn that the media better stop jumping to conclusions... We need to stop jumping to conclusions. Everybody needs to stop jumping to conclusions. We need a wake-up call. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 8 on AM 1280. The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. One hour left of the Northern Alliance Radio Network on the Closer Edition here on a Sunday afternoon. It's just after 2 p.m., and we're glad you're joining us. That blizzard warning is still in effect, although we're seeing mostly clear skies out there. But with all the blowing snow, that blizzard warning still in effect. Temps are going to drop today as well, all the way down to 8 below overnight, 24 below with the wind chill. It's going to be very windy right on through tonight. For Monday, mostly cloudy and about 6 degrees. Glad to have you joining us here in the Patriot. We are the Twin Cities home for Intelligent Radio. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3. Two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the uh, broadcast we like to call The Closer. It's hour number two with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions regarding today's show content. And as always... We appreciate you tuning in to, uh, well, all of our Salem uh, affiliates here in the Twin Cities. 
Talked a lot of uh, national news the first hour. Want to talk some local stuff, some big local news taking place down at the Capitol this past week. And uh, when it comes to uh, a budget year and the uh, governor's initial budget proposal, who better to have in than uh, some of our uh, local watchdogs, so to speak? And uh, joined now by Jason Flores. He's the state director of the Americans for Prosperity Minnesota chapter. And you can also listen to Jason every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Americans for Prosperity Radio right here on this very network. And I know they replay it around uh, different networks over the weekend, so you can catch it at any time. And also feel free to catch the podcast, too, at am1280thepatriot.com. Jason, of course, and his uh, fantastic folks at Americans for Prosperity Minnesota have been keeping, have been paying rapt attention to all that's going on down at the Capitol, including uh, Governor Waltz, who uh, campaigned as a fiscal moderate, Jason Flores, but this budget deck kind of suggests otherwise. Uh, first of all, welcome back to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Happy to be here. Happy anytime you give me a call, come on in. Absolutely. Well, nearly a $50 billion budget uh, proposed by Governor Walls, and there are a lot of uh, aspects of this budget, Jason Flores, that have really stood up, but the one thing a lot of people were fixated on, and rightly so, is a significant increase in the gasoline tax, 20 cents per gallon to be exact, which is about a 70% increase. Uh, how is he justifying this, Jason Flores? I mean, this whole budget overall is just expensive, and, and you absolutely hit the nail on the head. Everybody's jumped onto this transportation tax right away. This is a 20-cent increase. Every time you go fill up at, at the pump, that's a lot of dollars. Mm-hmm. This takes our gas tax from being kind of right in the middle in terms of national average. We would have the fourth highest gas tax in the country if this 20 cent gas tax passed. All right, then you take that. That's bad enough in and of itself. That's not even the whole scope of, of the transportation taxes he's raising. He's going to raise your tab fee, your registration fees. Right. Never, never mind, you can't get your tabs or your registration done from <laughs> oh, Minlars. But that's he's going to yeah. charge you more to not get your tabs from Minlars. He's going to increase the motor vehicle sales tax. So mm. that sales tax that you already pay on your motor vehicle, that's going up. And then if you live in the seven-county metro area, he's also adding an eighth-cent metro-wide sales tax dedicated just to transit. I mean, that whole package together, a billion dollars of new transportation taxes – that, that maybe the worst part about it isn't even going to buy us a billion dollars worth of new stuff because he's sucking the funding that the Republican House and Senate dedicated for the last couple of years. He's sucking that back out and just replacing it with new taxes on you as a consumer. So uh, as we uh, break down the terms of this budget, again, this is the governor's initial proposal. Uh, you know, the session ends around May, and I think they have to have an agreement by uh, July 1st or otherwise there's a government shutdown, which uh, we've experienced a couple of those in the era of Governor <laughs> Dayton. Those are uh, never a ton of fun, but... Uh, do you get a sense that this is just kind of one of those um, Christmas wish lists in the motif of kind of in the national level of the new Green Deal? Not quite Absolutely. as egregious, but uh, saying, I know this doesn't have a chance in hell passing, but let's just get it out there and start from there. Absolutely right. This is so analogous to the Green New Deal. It's much more of a, uh, I've been calling it a manifesto more than a budget. It's, okay. Let's, <laughs> let's throw everything that we can into this document. Let's do all this virtue signaling of here's where we want to spend money and here's where we want to spend money and you get a million and you get a million, but it's not going to work in real life. And when the rubber meets the road in the House and especially in the Senate, as you start to get into the nitty-gritty and you talk about the impacts that these different policies are going to have on Minnesota, Minnesota's economy, Minnesota businesses, and Minnesota families, there's just no way that all of this gets enacted. A little bit of it is the governor throwing a whole lot of stuff out there and hoping that conservatives can't play defense on everything. So then some stuff sneaks through, right? Sure. sure. And that's just, it's not a good way to govern. And all of the taxes that Governor Walls has put into this budget, so many of them 
are the most regressive taxes out there. They hit oh, the yeah. lowest income, the least fortunate among us the most. Those exact people that Governor Walls will say he was on the campaign trail hearing from that he needed to protect, but now he's raising their gas taxes, and he's raising the sales taxes, and he's raising health care taxes, and it's all going to hit those people the hardest. That, that's a, and I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that progressives often tout. It's like, okay, we want to increase taxes on these certain issues, like they want to increase cigarette taxes to kind of uh, discourage the habit, or if they want to increase uh, gas taxes because, well, we want pe- people taking more public transportation because we got public transportation right. that's readily available, and they want to try to discourage the behavior. But then on the other side, they say, well, these taxes will increase revenues by this much. Both things can't happen, Jason Flores. I, I don't understand this mentality. That's right. All this budget is going to do is make day-to-day life more expensive for every Minnesotan, whether it's your health care whether it's your filling up your gas tanks, buying the new car, the cost of all your consumer goods that you get at the store, guess what? They get there by trucks that fill up with gas or diesel. And so the cost of shipping them is going to go up. It's going to impact every part of everyone's life. And then all this revenue, this new revenue coming in to the state from all of these new taxes. I mean, number one, money is money is never spent as efficiently with government as as it is in the private sector, mm-hmm. period. But then look at all the problems that we've had in Minnesota with how this state has spent your taxpayer dollars right now. The childcare and daycare scandals, the waste, fraud, and yes. abuse in Medicaid and Medicare. We didn't even collect a whole lot of Minnesota care premiums a couple of years ago because, well, we just couldn't figure out how to collect it, and the state just wrote them off. All the problems that we've had, all the problems with new technology, building new bureaucracy, websites that didn't work with Minsure, licensing systems that don't license. But, no, we need more money to throw into this system that isn't even proving that it can work on its current level. One of the things that – and first of all, for purposes of full disclosure – it's not a $50 billion budget. It's $49.471 billion, <laughs> just shy of $50 billion. I love Con- that marketing. Convenient how yes, it yes. came out just shy. It's like $19.99. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. It's an effective marketing technique, whether you want to admit that or not. But uh, also, did the governor address the $1.5 billion budget surplus that was projected just a few months ago? I mean, I never understand this mentality. We have a surplus Great, we've got a surplus. Uh, that means we took in more money than we need to to run the state. That's more money that could have been going to the hardworking Minnesotans. But now they want to. How do they justify having a surplus and then raising taxes even more? Did he did he even address that aspect of it, Jason? Uh, he just wants more money to do more things because government and new government programs and new government uh, programs are the solution to everything. So he takes that surplus and spends it. He takes a billion dollars of transportation taxes and spends it. He's going to take more health care taxes that don't even go into the general fund, don't even go to that $50 billion mark, and he spends it. And, and all of this in just hoping that the state is going to get more for it. And if you look at the growth in government over the last couple of years, we're spending 150% now of what we spent on day one of the Dayton administration. Mm. 1.5 times as much money wow. is going through government and getting spent back out as was just eight years ago. And yet what part of your life as a citizen is 150% better? Or what part of state government works 150% better? Nobody's wages are going up by 10% a year like the state budget. The state's economy isn't growing by 10% a year like the state budget. Inflation isn't that high. Our population growth isn't that high. There is no reason to have this kind of massive budget increase year after year after year. One of the big issues that was left undone at the end of last session, of course, it was Governor Dayton's last session as governor, 
uh, was the tax conformity. We did ne- we never conformed our state uh, tax system to uh, the new federal tax law. Uh, has there been any chatter about that, Jason Flores, from what you can ascertain? I mean, number one, it's not going to get done in time for anybody's taxes this year. Sure, sure. Um, there are conversations ongoing. Some of the business pieces, some of the expensing, some parts of that budget are moving their way forward. Certainly, uh, Senator Chamberlain and the Senate Tax Committee is going to have pieces of their tax bill that come out in a new tax bill from the Senate this year. But for the most part, the governor and the new House majority are content to do nothing because doing nothing is a tax increase on Minnesota that they think they cannot take the blame for. They never had to take a vote in the state to raise those taxes because of the way the state system works. So now they can just take that money. We saw it at the beginning of the session last year. It was going to be hundreds of millions of dollars of impact. Then it was going to be a couple hundred million dollars of impact. Now you get this $1.5 billion surplus and the impact of that lack of tax conformity and Minnesotans' taxes going up because of the governor's veto of that tax bill, it's not even mentioned anymore. We do have a uh, – actually, I had someone who called in off air wanted to uh, – uh, Vincent in St. Paul. Vincent, we always appreciate your support of the broadcast. Uh, anything in the budget that affects vets in military? Uh, it's kind of a broad-based question, Jason Flores, but anything that you know of that uh, – can it, that is impacting our uh, veterans and military in this latest budget? You know, I have to say I don't know the uh, specifics okay. of where the governor's proposals on that uh, would be. Um, that'll be something to keep an eye on. It was just released on Tuesday, sure. literally hundreds of pages long of the, the data and spreadsheets. I'd keep an eye on those relevant House and Senate committees, and uh, as pieces move forward related to veterans' uh, care, we'll keep an eye on it. One of the things, and I don't know if it's necessarily related to the budget or not, uh, but of course our uh, uh, we're one of the few states that charges income tax on Social Security benefits. Yep. And this, I know, is a big issue for some Republicans have brought forth. Uh, is that getting any uh, legs as far as you know, Jason? I think that one has been getting a little bit more traction. Okay. And I think I would see— That would seem to be bipartisan, if anything. Yep. If anything so I, I, think, uh, I think I have heard comments from both sides that that is something that could move forward and something that we do need to change. The problem is, is that even as you're then reducing taxes there on one group of individuals, and to pay those taxes on Social Security, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. You're, at the same time, digging right back into that purchasing power of their newfound non-tax Social Security benefit by raising the cost of gas, raising the cost of food, raising the cost of health care. The health care piece of this governor's budget is is absolutely egregious and probably is the biggest pie-in-the-sky liberal dream that he could possibly have on it. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. If you'd like to win via Twitter, do so at hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Joined in studio by Jason Flores. He, the state director of the Americans for Prosperity Minnesota chapter. Again, you can hear Americans for Prosperity Radio every Saturday on these very airwaves, 4 to 5 p.m. Uh, Jason, we need to take a break. Are you available to hang for one more segment? I'll stick around. Fantastic. Again, we'll be back with one more segment. Uh, Jason Flores talking all things Governor Tim Wall's bloated budget, uh, out of control spending, uh, government inefficiencies. Uh, we could do a whole two, do a whole hour show on this. In fact, Jason does a whole hour show on this every <laughs> Saturday. Back in mere moments on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere. We work hard our entire lives to provide for our families with the hope one day to enjoy our retirement. Our whole lives, we've been told what to do with our investments, and now we're nervous that we may not have enough to live the life we want. Learn to be the best steward of your money 
at Online Trading Academy, we offer a free investing class. Dial pound 250 on your cell phone, use keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. This is Dennis Prager. I want to invite you to join me for a travel opportunity that may be the highlight of your year, maybe even one of the highlights of your life. I'm headed back to Israel in December 2019 for a 10-day Stand With Israel tour, a tour of the key sites and places meant to give you an unprecedented view of a world you've likely only read or heard about. Join Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher on the Stand With Israel tour, December 2nd to the 11th. Register at am1280thepatriot.com. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Call the CPAP hotline now. 800-430-4234. 800-430-4234. That's 800-430-4234. Copays and deductible supply. Supplies are replaced in accordance with Medicare guidelines. This is Albert Moeller for townhall.com. Martina Navratilova is a name familiar to the nation as the winner of Wimbledon singles titles nine times. But she's in the headlines today because she's a gay athlete who is now accused of running headlong into conflict with the moral revolutionaries. No, it's not about gay rights, but over transgender identity and modern sport. Late last year, Navratilova got in trouble by tweeting, you can't just proclaim yourself a female and be able to compete against women. After a major backlash, she says she went back to consider the issue to make sure she really understood what she was talking about. Now she's published a piece in the Sunday Times of London, The Rules on Trans Athletes Reward Cheats and Punish the Innocent. As she writes, quote, As I've gone into this with further detail and with further research, I believe in my position even more strongly, end quote. But the revolution has moved past her, and the LGBTQ activists now say she's on the wrong side of history. I'm Albert Moeller. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Talking all things state government, bloated budgets, etc. with uh, Jason Flores. He, the State Director of Americans for Prosperity, Minnesota. And heard on these very airwaves every Saturday from 4 to 5 p.m. for Americans for Prosperity Radio. Can't uh, can't promote that show enough. Uh, you're getting you're getting this kind of stuff in a full hour of uh, Jason and uh, and normally has prominent legislators on the uh, broadcast as well. So definitely check that out every Saturday, four to five p.m. If you miss it, hey, go to am twelve eighty thepatriot dot com. Check out the podcast. Check out all our podcasts for that matter, and uh, you won't be sorry. Uh, Jason, one thing that uh, an issue that continues to uh, dog this state, uh, probably all states, but particularly this state for the past. Gosh, seven or eight years is healthcare. Yep. Minsure has been an unmitigated disaster. It hasn't worked. I mean, they've they've never even 
seem to get past the technical glitches, never mind the fact that healthcare continues to get more expensive, more expensive, more complex, and it's an issue that's ongoing. Uh, what can you tell us the latest uh, developments on uh, on healthcare in the state, Jason Flores? Well, Governor Walz's budget is going to make healthcare more expensive, more more expensive what? for get out. a lot of people in Minnesota. You have right now the provider tax or the six tax, as some people call it. It's set to expire at the end of this budget cycle, where it won't be collected anymore. And that just makes sense. If we're trying to make healthcare more affordable, then why are we adding government-imposed costs on top of the system, right? You're just adding 2% costs every time that you go to the doctor. This provider tax, it literally makes going to the doctor a taxable event. Wow. You're paying to go to the doctor. You're paying to go see a nurse. You're paying for the, you know, the, the x-rays and your kid breaks his arm in hockey or something like that. And it was signed, a repeal of it was signed a couple of years ago by Governor Dayton and the, the House and Senate majorities at the time because it, because of that exact problem, because you can't decrease the cost of health care while you're adding all these costs on the side. Well, one of the big things, one of the big lessons that the progressives here in Minnesota thought they took out of this last election cycle was that they have this massive mandate on health care because people are concerned about the affordability, and right, so, rightly so, they think that some kind of a, a buy-in or a one-size-fits-all, you know, a miniature system for everyone and a Medicare for all type of a model that they need to get there somehow. And this budget with Governor Walls is really the first step, continuing that provider tax, funneling more money to more government programs to hand out more health care to people while raising taxes on everybody who's paying for their health care along the way. And one thing that's, uh, that's continually frustrating is people seem to conflate uh, health insurance with access to health care. It's not the same thing, Jason Flores. It was the biggest problem that came out of Obamacare was that, yeah, a bunch of people, a bunch more people had insurance cards in their pockets. Right. A bunch more people had insurance policies. Classic symbolism, yeah. But then couldn't use it or had to go counties away or their plan dropped or their doctor wouldn't accept it anymore. So they actually lost access to quality care. Their care got more expensive where they couldn't afford it, but hey, they had that government card in their pocket. And that's a, a big problem of where this entire healthcare program under Governor Walls' budget proposal is going to go is he's just subsidizing more of the same care. It's going to continue to drive up costs. It does nothing for affordability, nothing for accountability in healthcare, and nothing to address waste, fraud, and abuse in the public programs that we already have. So it's just a huge tax increase on Minnesotans. And i got to add also, it's a little bit insider info, but it's also off-book spending. It's not even included in that $50 billion budget. It's mm. in a slush fund off to the side. So he can claim to keep the state taxes or keep the state spending you know, under $50 billion, but that's absolutely not the case. <laughs> ah, very convenient, that. Uh, we do, is, Pat, uh, is Pat with us? Okay. We do have a caller. Uh, Pat in Minneapolis is on line one. Pat, I appreciate your patience. Welcome to the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes, hi. Um, thanks uh, for this program. I enjoy listening to it. I um, have a couple of questions. Uh, first of all, maybe a procedural one, are the Republicans able or willing to do anything to reduce or get rid or not pass this budget, and can they? And then secondly, I think the, if they can, they need to message it appropriately and vociferously and in the way that we are not doing this because it harms widows, the disabled that have to pay for uh, my son's disabled, he has to drive, that will mm. cost him more. Sure. It yep. will harm the WIC people, that cost the soup will go up, 
It'll harm the Teamsters and the Democrats that are driving the trucks, and we're out there to help them instead of just kind of doing their business and not messaging it. And I think Republicans, in my opinion, have had really difficult times in getting the messages of why they're doing it and how they're there to help the little people and how important that is for Republicans to let people know they're out there for them. So that's my comment, and I'd like to know what, if anything, they can do about it, and what do you know, if anything, that they'll do about the messaging? Well, I appreciate the comments, Pat. Yeah, I, obviously the um, uh, Republicans have uh, the majority in the Senate, and uh, I'm not sure, you know, if they stay unified, obviously uh, a budget like this won't see the light of day, nor should it see the light of day. But I don't know politically, Jason, if you know of any Republicans that might be aligned you know, with uh, with these kind of proposals, I have a hard well, time fathoming that. There's no question there's a small majority in the Senate. And, mm. and at some point, they're going to have to work with the Minnesota House, with the governor's office, to get a budget passed to either avoid that shutdown or come July 1st, figure out how to get through a shutdown, right? I think the, the jury's out as to whether or not they'll be able to do that before or or do it after. The, the good thing about this entire conversation, I mean, the governor is absolutely, has put forward this manifesto of a budget that is a lot of, um, negotiating in it already. There's a reason he went so high and so big because now he wants to come back to still high and still big, but maybe not quite as egregious and pretend to call it fiscally responsible. He's going to go from a 20 cent gas tax to a 15 or a 12 cent gas tax and try to pretend that he compromised. Well, a 10 cent gas tax is still terrible for Minnesota, would still put us in the top 10 nationally in terms of what that gas tax is and its impacts. And it still hurts people on the low-income spectrum the most. So I think you are going to look at the Senate Republicans as really being the backstop on this. And the governor had his one shot now. He unveiled the budget, got the week of press, all the the the, the commentary and it, that's going on related to He's the budget. He was going to do a statewide tour, I think. Well, to he was going to do it until the weather stopped him. Uh-huh. Mother Nature herself stepped in and said, whoa, 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 hold on. <laughs> maybe maybe not the best idea to, to you know take this on the road. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> but now you've got... All of these bills, are they're going to have to be turned into bills. They're going to have to be turned into actual legislation. They're going to get hearings that are probably going to be pretty pro forma in the new majority in the Minnesota House. But he's going to have a real uphill battle and some very tough questions that start away this that start right away this week in the Minnesota Senate. So there's a lot of information yet to come. There's a lot of opportunity for, Brad, your listeners to get involved and make sure not just to, to comment to us, um, we agree, but to get out there and, and get in touch with your elected officials. That's one of the core um, the core pieces of our organization's mission is to not only educate you and let you know what's in the budget, but also to give you tools that you can actually do something about it. So if you do visit our website, it's americansforprosperity.org. we got a big, uh, big button right in the middle of it that says, Don't Raise My Gas Tax. Click on that and add your name to the Minnesotans from across the state that are saying we cannot afford this budget. And I know a lot of uh, those of us who support uh, Republican politicians or con- conservatives or the conservative ideology in the state, as well as you know members of the Republican Party that are actually serving in the legislature, decrying this budget, and rightly so. And But of course, a lot of the retort to these people is, well, wait a minute, Republicans had complete control of the legislature the previous two sessions, and uh, we still had significant increases in the budget, which may be true, but I think the thing you have to figure out is it just seems like now, Jason, unless you control all three levers of power, you're not going to get everything you want. And and, and if there's a Democrat in the office, which there has been since 2000, uh, 2000 since Governor Dayton, 2011 was uh, elected in 2010, you're, right, you're, right. You're, you're not going to get 
any kind of cuts. That's frustrating for conservatives to hear, and it, it, they don't. They're not assuaged by well, we're capping the increase it's yeah the budget's going to go up but it's not as big of an increase that doesn't satisfy a lot of people but that's the reality we face well i guess that's that's where i want to be clear too that the budget on paper for governor walls right now clocks in you know at at eight percent or 8.5 or nine percent or whatever it is so it stays underneath that double digit margin and that's not too different than than what some of the house majorities have passed in the last couple of years sure but Make sure you're paying attention because all of this new healthcare spending, this entire pathway to Bernie Sanders, Medicare for all, that's all off the book. It's all off general fund. That's all in the healthcare access fund. Everything related to this new statewide mandate for um, state-sponsored paid sick and safe leave, that would be a new payroll tax. Again, hitting the lowest income bracket the hardest, a double-digit tax increase on their payroll taxes to pay for a new government program. That isn't even in his budget. He's got maybe $75, $80 million in there for startup costs, but that actual tax doesn't even go into effect until years out. So it's not in his budget. The Medicare or the Minnesota Care buy-in and those proposals, the costs related to that, that doesn't even start to clock into the budget until 2021, 2022. So he's making these big political promises right now and saying they're in his budget and he's funding them, but the numbers aren't there. So don't pretend that you're getting all of this stuff that he's promising for just a 8 or 9% increase in government. That's what it is right now. Just wait until the bill actually comes due later. Once again, we are joined by Jason Flores. He's the state director of the Americans for Prosperity Minnesota chapter. Uh, again, you can listen to his uh, fantastic work uh, every Saturday right here in AM 1280, The Patriot, 4 to 5 p.m., Americans for Prosperity Radio. Uh, Jason, we only have about 30 seconds to go. Uh, give the folks your website again. And uh, folks hearing this may want to get involved, may want to have an opportunity to have a direct pipeline to some of these legislators, perhaps some of the voters, to That's inform right. them what's going on. Because this is a, this is some pretty wonky stuff, admittedly, and they need to they need to hear the truth. You need to get the education on this. You need to know what information is out there so you can be a part of the debate. Then you got to take that and do something about it. And if you want to do that, visit our website. It's americansforprosperity.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, AFP Minnesota, and on Twitter, at ProsperityMN. Once again, joined by Jason Flores. Again, folks, can't emphasize it enough. I may sound like I'm over-promoting it, but given the uh, what's at stake here in this state, particularly this budget cycle, you need to check out Americans of Prosperity Radio every Saturday on these airwaves, 4 to 5 p.m., and uh, check out the podcast, too, at am128thepatriot.com for past episodes as well. Jason, as always, we appreciate the time. Always goes by too quick. Uh, thankfully, you have an hour on the radio to get a lot more of this out. We appreciate <laughs> right. your time, sir. Pleasure to be here. Give me a call anytime. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment in mere moments. Go nowhere. Twenty four seven, three sixty five. You're up and at them every day, so you don't want something like Medicare Part D to slow you down. At Walgreens, we'll take care of your Medicare Part D prescriptions, saving you time and money. Make the switch to Walgreens today and get more by earning 100 balance reward points and save up to $5 on each Medicare Part D prescription when Walgreens is your preferred pharmacy. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Prescription savings applies to Tier 1 generics when you fill out a preferred versus a non-preferred pharmacy on select plans. Points can't be earned in New York, New Jersey, or Arkansas. Other restrictions and limitations apply.
If you or someone you know is struggling with addiction, please call this toll-free number right now, 800-390-9528. That's 800-390-9528. By calling your addiction team, you're taking the first steps to recovery. The help you need could be one call away, 800-390-9528. Make the free call now, 800-390-9528. Your addiction team is a third-party advertiser for various treatment centers and placement networks. Individual results will vary. Visit youraddictionteam.com forward slash turns for more information. The world of business and finance is constantly changing. How are you keeping up with all the information? Most likely, you're not. Checking websites, writing emails, making phone calls, checking more websites, and still not finding what you need to know. But it has to be out there somewhere. Well, it is. Business 1440 is your on-air guide through the fast-paced business landscape. What you want to know, when you want to know it. Up-to-the-minute business and financial news on Business 1440. Stream online at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you will receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. This is what matters. This is beyond X's and O's. This is the difference mutual respect makes. This is what character looks like. This is what defines us in Minnesota. This is sportsmanship. School sports, it's not the outcome that matters most, but the way the games are played. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty the Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. Here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in, supporting our various Salem Twin Cities affiliates. Every Saturday from 9 to 11 a.m., you can listen to King Banyan on the King Banyan Show. Your one-stop shop for all things economics. And my friend and colleague, Mitch Berg, in these very airwaves, AM 1280, The Patriot. He is the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance, heard Saturdays from 1 to 3 p.m. And uh, we are joined by uh, Mitch Berg right now, as a matter of fact. He only has a few minutes to join us, but we wanted to get Mitch's insights on uh, yesterday's rally to defend the Second Amendment at the state capitol. It was a fantastic turnout. And some of these shenanigans employed by the DFL as they have a committee hearing coming up on some of their draconian gun-grabbing bills that uh, we want to get uh, some insights on. The DFL can't help, help but step on uh, step on some rakes over this one. It was uh, kind of entertaining to see if it wasn't so dangerous. But, uh, Mitch, as always, we appreciate you uh, joining the broadcast. Uh, thanks for checking in today. 
Well, thanks, Brad. Yeah, no, it was I had a huge turnout yesterday. It was kind of amazing because we we'd had maybe fifteen hundred RSVPs uh, before the before the event yesterday, and we had a thousand of them show up, which is not a bad turnout in in glorious weather. Which, as you recall, Brad, yesterday was not. No. Uh, so yeah, we were over overwhelmed with the uh, the turnout, especially on such a well a day that Minnesotans would consider crummy, or as we call it in North Dakota, first day of baseball season. So yeah, it was uh, it was a great it was a great time, Brad. Glad you could make it down. Well, we always know you have to chide the Minnesotans over there decrying the weather, Mitch Berg. So yeah, we're glad you got that in and out of the way. Uh, we appreciate that. In the but, contract. <laughs> Perfectly understandable. I get it. But uh, uh, kind of some interesting developments that have, that have taken place actually during the rally. Well, first off, uh, there was a lot of uh, notifications put up by yourself as well as the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus about a committee hearing that's going to be held by the Public Safety Committee uh, regarding the uh, bills for, I believe, universal background checks and red flag laws. Initially, they were going to hold them at Valley View Middle School in Edina. And that plan eventually got scuttled. Uh, why don't you maybe give the listeners a little insight as to how that uh, eventually got uh, foiled, Mitchburg? Yeah, what happened? And, and we'll say, boy, the story just keeps on going and getting stranger and stranger. The, uh, they, they tried to, uh, Carlos Mariani uh, scheduled a hearing, uh, not at the building the, ca- the taxpayers built for the purpose at the state capitol, but rather at Valley View Middle School in Edina. So uh, since it's a school, it's a gun-free zone unless you get permission under Minnesota law. Uh, from the superintendent. So they got 800 requests from people asking permission to, uh, and said, oh, no, it's not actually scheduled here. Now, bear in mind, the uh, Valley View Middle School has a capacity of 500 people. Uh, it is three bus transfers away from uh, any place in the metro area if you uh, happen not to have a car or not want to drive there. And uh, it seats about 500 people. It has no broadcast facilities, no videotape, no nothing. Um, so what did they do? Well, during the rally yesterday, we found out that they had rescheduled the hearing to Wednesday night at Hopkins High School, which seats 300. So basically, huh. it was too accessible the first time. So they figured they would double down on the whole notion of making it inaccessible to people who aren't from the immediate Hopkins area. And by the way, it's, uh, it's, there's tickets to participate in the event, and guess who controls access to the tickets? So if you go to gunowners.mn, uh, we've got uh, some things that people can do to kind of lay down the smack on this behavior. Uh, for example, yes, get out there and, and, and request permission from the superintendent of the Hopkins Public Schools to exercise your law, your right as a law-abiding citizen to carry on premises. Uh, also get in there bright and early for the tickets because, of course, they are going to try and flood the place. Um, but, uh, by the way, uh, go out at gunners.mn for more details on how to basically uh, let let uh, both Carlos Mariani and uh, the Hopkins Public public schools know that we are not amused. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be an interesting week, and naturally we'll be talking about that next week on the show. So uh, at the time, and make sure people get out to the website so they can do that. Uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for the time, though, to get that out ahead. I do have to dash. Yeah, we appreciate the time, Mitch. Thanks so much. I want to get, and get your insights on the rally yesterday and kind of the shenanigans that the DFL was pulling. It's almost as if, Mitch Berg, they don't really want people to know what's in these uh, gun-grabbing bills. Huh? Funny how that works, the uh, uh, lack of transparency. That'll do that for you every time. Uh, Mitch, appreciate the time, sir, as always, and uh, we'll definitely catch up soon. Thank you very much. All right, Mitch Berg, uh, the headliner edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network, heard every Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here 
on AM 1280. The Patriot, uh, Mitch, obviously, they ran a best-of show yesterday because he was out at the gun rally yesterday and actually read a uh, fantastic letter from Governor, or uh, Congressman, I should say, Go- Congressman Pete Stauber. He, the new representative in the 8th Congressional District here in Minnesota. Uh, of course, Pete, a big uh, Second Amendment advocate, and expressed his appreciation for all of those that came out to the Capitol yesterday. And the one thing I, I loved about this is it flies in the face of a lot of progressive narratives about gun owners because they think gun owners are just a bunch of these uh, uh, drooling knuckle-draggers who wear orange and you know just want to uh, shoot things just for the purpose of shooting things. And when they, what they're finding out is when you have an engaged discussion with a gun owner on the actual issue of gun ownership in the Second Amendment, you realize they got their facts straight. Go to gunowners.mn and become a uh, strong, become a defender of the Second Amendment today. I, I've done it. I, I have had a, uh, I'm a member of the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, and I am putting forth a monthly donation so they can get an idea of what they have coming in, uh, so they can put on rallies at a moment's notice, so they can advertise and get flyers out and get you the information okay this isn't <clears throat> you know this isn't a big money group like the bloomberg gun grabbers not at all but i'll tell you the work that they do political director rob door is out of the capitol every single day working to defend your second amendment rights all right and i want to fund that kind of dedication and you should too go to gunowners.mn for more info well while we were talking to mitch one of the things that uh, well first of all let me let me talk about the group itself uh, the folks that were there yesterday, again, it wasn't just a bunch of middle-aged white guys wearing orange uh, except for the MAGA hat, which is red, okay? It was a very diverse crowd. There were a lot of women there uh, who very concerned about their Second Amendment rights. You know, you, you see you see groups like Moms Demand Action. They're the, they're the women's group that gets all the, the notoriety in the gun debate you know, the, on the gun-grabbing side. But there were a lot of women there very concerned about their Second Amendment rights. There was the African American Heritage Golf Club, uh, Gun Club, African American Heritage Gun Club, which, given its name, isn't made up of a bunch of white guys. Okay, uh, and then you also have Pink Pistols Twin Cities. All right, it's a, it's a gay gun group, and their motto is "Armed Gays Don't Get Bashed." Right. So what I'm trying to tell you is not only is are the are the pro Second Amendment crowd very knowledgeable about gun laws and well versed in statute? Okay, they are also it's always a, also a very diverse group. And guess what? There are some prominent DFL supporters there as well. Okay, but there is a common thread, and that's Second Amendment rights. So uh, the reason I think that this Public Safety Committee, which of course has a majority of Democrats, this House Public Safety Committee, because Obviously, Democrats have a majority in the House, so therefore they're going to have the majority in the committees. They, it's almost as if they don't really want questioned on these on these bills, because, like I say, it's a fait accompli. They have a majority; they're going to get passed out of committee, and then they're going to go to the House floor for a vote. And given that they have a seventy, I believe seventy-five to fifty-nine advantage in the House, the DFLers, it's going to pass the House. But yet, they don't want to have any debate on these bills. Why? I mean, it's going to pass out of committee, pass the House. Like I said, why don't you? Well, I think the answer is pretty obvious. Because if there's transparency, if they're going to get very substantive, hard-hitting questions from those who attend these committee hearings, and they don't give 
coherent, rational answers, well, all of a sudden, people are going to figure out the jig is up. It isn't about reducing gun violence. It's about trying to disarm the citizenry. And when government attempts to do that, all right, that typically doesn't end up well. I'm not issuing threats. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying when you're disarming the citizenry, law-abiding citizens, okay, they're going to follow the gun laws. They're going to follow the laws, okay, whether it's magazine restrictions, what have you. But guess what? Guess who doesn't follow laws? Criminals. Guess who was committing most of the gun violence? Criminals. It's, it's pretty obvious. But kind of bouncing off what we were talking about with Mitch, they initially were going to hold these meetings at Valley View Middle School in Edina. And, of course, it was going to be basically just a bunch of grandstanding because they say, well, all these school shootings, well, we're going to hold them in this uh, in Valley View Middle School in Edina because we want to reach the constituencies, that the people who are going to be most affected by these laws, which are you know protecting the kids, protecting the children. Okay? Well, like Mitch alluded to, hundreds of, of law-abiding gun owners, okay, they weren't going to go walking into a gun-free zone packing so they followed the law. And the law says if you obtain permission from the school district superintendent, you can carry your legally obtained firearm into this gun-free zone. So when hundreds of people flooded the Edina superintendent, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa time out, time out, time out. Uh, yeah, if, it, if it's going to cause this kind of commotion, yeah, we don't, we don't want anything to do with this. We don't want to be accused of showing favoritism to one side or the other in this debate, even though you probably can guess what side of the debate they're on. Nevertheless, like, no, don't want anything to do with it. So then they go to Hopkins High School. This committee hearing wants to go to Hopkins High School with Mitch, as Mitch said, with even less seating and still no video streaming available. So there's still no transparency. Same thing happened. Hundreds of gun owners got on the horn with the Hopkins School District, said, yeah, we want, we're uh, per statute, whatever, we want to. We want your permission to be able to carry our legal, legally obtained firearm to this meeting. And, of course, the Hopkins superintendent, whoa, 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 time, time out, time out, time out. We, we, we don't want any of this here. We're, we're shutting it down. So now they're out, of, uh, they're out of options. So the House Public Safety Committee is going to be meeting next Wednesday, the 27th, from 7 to 11 p.m. at the Minnesota State Capitol, Room 120, where the hearing belongs in the building where the taxpayers support. The fact that you need to point out how commonsensical this is, is it's just, it's, it's laughable, okay? Hearings that are going to affect law-abiding citizens and taxpayers should be held in the house that the taxpayers are supporting. That, that just makes sense. So this is the kind of shenanigans they're going to pull. They're going to pull, folks. And you need to go to gunowners.mn. If you don't want to donate right now, if you don't have the funds to donate right now, that's okay. Get on their email alert. Get on their email blast. Stay informed. There, these guys, Ryan Strasser, the chair, and Rob Dorr, the political director, they will keep you informed of everything that's going on. Rob Dorr gives updates every single day from the Capitol. So follow the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus Facebook page, and you'll get alerted to when Rob Dorr does a live video from there. That's the best way to stay in the loop is to obtain that knowledge. As we've seen, the gun grabbers far outrank the gunnies in terms of fundraising. Okay, But where we always continue to win is on the facts and staying informed. 
and that's how we'll continue to win. But it's got to be vigilant, no question about it. One final segment coming up here on AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson, The Closer, 651-289-4488 if you'd like to give us a call. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Want to know why the market closed where it did today? Catch Josh Arnold's Closing Market Report every weekday afternoon at 353 on AM 1280, The Patriot. Josh will give you instant analysis and insight on the day's events that impacted the market. It's straight talk and not sugar-coated advice. Listen each day at 3.53 p.m. to the Closing Market Report with Josh Arnold, investment consultant and registered investment advisor. More intelligent talk from AM 1280, The Patriot. Relief Factor is made from high-quality fish oil and essential nutrients. Gives your body the help it needs to aid fighting recurring aches and pains. When life's aches and pains get you down, you need relief. Physicians made Relief Factor as an essential way to support the body's fight against aches and pains. It's a remarkable product. It has worked. I only endorse it because it helped my wife with her knee pain. I didn't even know she was taking it. Then when it was mentioned, she said, oh yeah, this stuff is is like magic. Look, there are people who've told me they've postponed or delayed or simply negated surgery because of Relief Factor. That's how powerful it is. Go to www.relieffactor.com, that's relieffactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, that's 800-500-8384. This remarkable product is called Relief Factor, relieffactor.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. I was thinking recently on how much I dislike buying or selling a car or making any large purchases. No matter what happens, I end up thinking I got the short end of the deal. I have a sneaking suspicion that many of you are just the same as me. I'd like to let you know that if you have us in your home, we will not pressure you into anything. We will tell you what we see as your options, but we do not want you to do something that will give you buyer's remorse. Philippians 2 says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call today at 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or look us up on the web at thekingdombuilders.net. How can you draw closer to God and increase your knowledge of His Word? Start today at BibleStudyTools.com. By reading four chapters a day, you'll read the entire Bible in less than a year. Or pick a specific topic, such as the life of Christ or the New Testament. Choose among more than 20 free Bible reading plans from 45 to 100 days. BibleStudyTools.com lets you choose your favorite translation. Track your progress and grow your faith online at BibleStudyTools.com. Welcome back. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. One final segment of the broadcast we like to call the closer. Thanks as always for tuning in. Hope you have stayed safe. Today in particular, if you're uh well if you're in the if you're north of Highway ninety four, we're in a whole lot of weather, but as you get further south in the state, uh sounds like got some pretty treacherous weather. So hope you all have stayed safe. Uh, I know it was quite windy as I was driving down here, so we got some pretty good drifts 
uh, going across the highway. So, yeah, hopefully uh, that uh, we're going to see the light at the end of the tunnel. But all I got to say is the groundhog lied. I thought we only had, uh, I, th- I thought winter was just uh, right around the corner, but uh, apparently not. But so be it. So be it. Uh, we'll uh, we'll soldier on. That's what we do here in Minnesota. Uh, I, I want to end with this. Uh, Amy Klobuchar is finding out that running for president isn't quite like running for senator out of the state of Minnesota, where the media is going to fawn all over you and just uh, shower you with effusive praise and tell you how hilarious you are or anything like that, or, boy, you're just so real because you drive a Saturn, you know, all that sort of thing, or you got the good tater tot hot dish there, you know. that She's realizing that life as she knows it is over, and uh, stories of Amy Klobuchar being a horrible boss. The New York Times, yes, that conservative reg, the New York Times, even came out with a story about how she treats her staff. There was one story in particular about, uh, well, let me uh, get the, yeah, here it is. I'll start off with the first couple paragraphs. Senator Amy Klobuchar was hungry, forkless, and losing patience. An aide joining her on a trip to South Carolina in 2008 had procured a salad for his boss while hauling their bags through an airport terminal. But once on board, he delivered the grim news. He had fumbled the plastic eating utensils before reaching the gate, and the crew did not have any forks on such a short flight. What happened next was typical. Miss Klobuchar berated her aide instantly for the slip-up. What happened after that was not. She pulled a comb from her bag and began eating the salad with it, according to four people familiar with the episode. Then she handed the comb to her staff member with a directive. Clean it. The moment an abridged version of Miss Klobuchar recounted herself in a speech to fellow Democrats at the time encapsulates the underside of life on the Minnesota Senator's team, detailed in interviews with more than two dozen former staff members in internal emails reviewed by the New York Times. As Miss Klobuchar joins the 2020 presidential race, many of these former aides say she was not just demanding, but often dehumanizing. Not merely a tough boss in a capital full of them, but the steward of a work environment colored by volatility, excuse me, volatility, high-handedness, and distrust. Uh, I'm trying to. There's another shocking aspect of the uh, of the story I want to get to. Um, let's see here. Uh, yeah, among other concerns, her office's paid parental leave policy has been described as unusual on Capitol Hill. Two f- people familiar with the situation, uh, t- excuse me, two people familiar with the policy said that those who took paid leave were effectively required once they returned to remain with the office for three times as many weeks as they had been gone. The policy outlined in an employee handbook called for those who uh, left anyway to pay back money earned during the weeks they were on leave. Is that even legal? If that if that is actually a law regarding paid parental leave, is it legal that you have to actually reimburse that, pay that back? Can that be done? If it's, I, I have no idea. Uh, after receiving questions about the policy from the Times, Ms. Klobuchar's office said it would be revised. We offer 12 weeks of paid maternity and paternity leave for our staff and have one of the strongest paid leave policies in the Senate, said a spokeswoman, Elena Ross. We've never made staff pay back any of their leave and will be changing that language in the handbook. 
She declined to provide a copy of the current policy as written. So when a lot of these stories are coming out, naturally you're going to hear a lot of people decrying them as, well, that's sexism. Look at that. A woman's running for the highest office in the land, and a man would never be subjected to these kind of uh, to these kind of attacks, to these kind of scrutiny. Really? A man would never be subjected? Well, a Democrat man probably wouldn't. But uh, re- remember John McCain? Okay. When he was the Democrats' favorite Republican because he spoke truth to power, because he was willing to hit back at George W. Bush whenever whenever he needed to, he was their favorite maverick. Yet the millisecond John McCain entered the presidential race, there was a New York Times story detailing an allegation of John McCain having an affair with, I think, a former staffer of his on his Senate team. It turned out to be to go nowhere, and it really didn't get any legs. But John McCain was shocked, shocked that the New York Times, who is his ally all these years, would suddenly come out with such a piece. Well, because you were uh, go, you were in a presidential race opposing a the first ever black Democrat uh, nominee, okay, and they want to be part of history, the progressives. So anything to make that happen, all right. And John McCain wasn't going to beat Barack Obama, anyways. This isn't why this isn't why he lost, but I'm just saying that they're willing to do whatever it takes. Well, Amy Klobuchar doesn't check off enough boxes on the inter- intersectionality scorecard. Yeah, she's a woman, but she's a white woman, okay? Black woman like Kamala Harris or a black man like Cory Booker, you know, that's more desirable to them. Look at Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders was everybody's favorite radical three years ago. Now he's persona non grata, you know? So it's it's amazing how things change. So this idea that Klobuchar is being taken to task over her lack of likability, well, Michael Medved made a great point on Twitter. A lot of questions during the 2000 and 2004 election cycles, like, you know, could you have a hang out with, could you have a beer with Al Gore? Could you, could you hang out and have a beer with John Kerry? Wasn't that, isn't that likability? Isn't that a question about likability? I mean, I would want to, if I'm going to have a beer with anyone, I'd want to like them, right? So yeah, men do get the likability question. But yet, this is how they dismiss it. Don't at, don't answer the substance of the criticism, but dismiss it as as being sexism. So. Uh, the progressive rules are, are definitely in full force here, and it's it's going to be fun once again watching them eat their own. Ladies and gentlemen, I've enjoyed it. AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Thanks as always for tuning in. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and ever. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah, I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for a rewards card you can't seem to find. At AM 1280 The Patriot, we've simplified the process. All the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Freedom Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at am1280thepatriot.com. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call Term Provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes, are overweight, or have high blood pressure. Term Provider has helped thousands of people like you who think they can't afford term life insurance. To buy a 
a million dollars of affordable term life for you, all you need to do is call Big Lou at 800-444-2013. Lou will make sure the scales are tipped in your favor. Call 800-444-2013. Big Lou will answer your call and work to fit you into a term life policy that you can afford. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He's on meds, too. Call 800-444-2013. 800-444-2013. Those icicles on your roof may look pretty, but they could cost you thousands of dollars in home repairs due to ice dams. Contact the Ice Dam Liquidators, the Twin Cities Ice Dam Removal and Prevention Experts. Investing in ice dam removal now is money well spent that will help you avoid costly water damage later. Ice dams are formed when melting snow collects on the edge of your roof and then refreezes. Instead of draining, the water leaks into your home, damaging your roof, gutters, ceilings, drywall, and more. Ice Dam Liquidators quickly and affordably removes the ice dams with high-pressure steam. They can also add vents and attic insulation to prevent ice dams from ever coming back. Contact Ice Dam Liquidators, the Twin Cities Ice Dam Removal and Prevention Experts. Investing a few hundred dollars now can save you thousands of dollars in the future, not to mention the hassle of dealing with insurance claims. Don't wait another day to stop ice dams in their tracks. Contact Ice Dam Liquidators at 612-251-6938 or go to IceDamLiquidators.com. IceDamLiquidators.com. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Viruses and malware can cause a lot of problems with your computers, especially downtime while you reinstall Windows. Did you know Arby's can clean your PC often without having to reinstall Windows, reconnecting your printers, or having to reload all your programs? Let Arby's take care of the viruses so you can get back to work. Giving your computer problems the boots. Arby's Computer Service. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.